Good evening, church family. Come on, let's lift up our voices.
a great God who does great and mighty works. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, for the great things you have done, the great things you are doing, and the great things you're going to continue to do, Heavenly Father. In your name we pray, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Any good, church? It's just an amazing time to worship him tonight here in this place for the things that he has done. Amen? Yes, Lord. Amen. We want to welcome you, church, into this place tonight. We want to welcome you into his presence, into his place where he is at tonight. And tonight we're going to just lift him up in worship. Amen? When we sing tonight, who am I? I am who you say that I am. Amen? We sing that together. Amen? Come on. Sing it. Who am I that the highest would welcome me? Come on. Say it. I was lost, but he brought me and oh, his love for me. Yes. Yes, his love for Every voice, come on. Who the sun? Who the sun sets oh. free. Free indeed. Oh, it's free.
And we thank you, Father, that you have reached down, Lord, into the miry clay, Lord, into every one of us, Lord. And we sing out from the depth of our hearts, hey, I am chosen. Come on, not forsaken. You sing it, come on. Oh, sing it loud, come on. for me. What a wonderful name. It's whom I serve. The powerful name of Jesus. The powerful name of Jesus. Let's sing about it. Come on. Your worship tonight. The name of Jesus. 
your beautiful name, Lord, that we come to bow to tonight, Lord, to come, Lord, and we seek you tonight, Lord. It's your beautiful name that we seek, Lord, for that healing that we need, Lord, that emotional healing that most of us need, Lord, that all of us have come to seek, Lord, tonight. Lord, we pray, Lord, for those seeking healing, Lord, for seeking your comfort, seeking your presence, Lord, seeking your peace. Lord, we think about our Pastor Cindy. Lord, we pray your overwhelming peace over our pastor, Lord, and her family as they just suffered the unexpected loss of her sister. We pray over her family, Lord, over our pastor, Lord, that you would overwhelm her, Lord. Overwhelm her, Lord, with your presence. Overwhelm her with your peace, Lord, like Jesus. The powerful, the wonderful, the beautiful name of Jesus, Lord. We seek you tonight, Lord, for that comfort, for that peace, Lord. Only you can bring. Lord, we seek the same comfort for our sister Roxy, Lord, who's suffering, Lord, with the sickness of her mother, Lord. We pray for those, Lord, that are in the same level, Lord, that come here tonight, Lord, with many illnesses, Lord. With those with brand new diagnoses, Heavenly Father. We pray for them, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would overwhelm them, Lord, and bring healing, Lord, bring peace, bring comfort. Lord, we pray, Lord, that are, Lord, for those, Lord, that are seeking emotional comfort, Lord. We pray for them, Lord, because only you can bring the words of eternal life, Lord. Peter said, Lord, to whom else shall I run to? To whom else shall I go to, Lord? For only you have the words of eternal life. Only you, Lord. Only you, only you, only you. Lord, so we run to you, Lord, our refuge, our tower of refuge and of comfort and of strength, Lord. We run to you tonight, Lord. We run to you. 
We come through these doors tonight, Lord, running to you, Lord, seeking that shelter of refuge and of strength. So, Lord, help us tonight, Lord, and thank you, Lord, for meeting us in this place, Lord, here tonight, Lord. As we lift up our worship tonight, Lord, and say, Lord, my sin was great, but your love, Lord, was greater. My sin was great, but your love was greater, Lord. And you brought heaven down, Lord. Not just then, Lord, but now, Lord. You brought heaven down here in this place tonight, Lord. And we thank you for that, Heavenly Father. Lord, in lifting up our voice in worship, Lord, and giving you, Lord, the honor that you're due, Lord. You are the King. You are the King, Lord. All hail King Jesus. All hail King Jesus. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord, of worship. And we thank you, Lord, for the peace and the comfort, Lord, that is coming to those, Lord, that we prayed for, Lord, here at the pulpit and for the unspoken needs, Lord, many represented, Lord, here in this room, Lord, not just in the pews, not just in the seats, but at the platform, Lord, and behind the scenes and for those at home. We thank you, Lord, for the work of the cross. We thank you, Lord, for your will, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, overall, Lord, for your sovereignty. Thank you, Lord, that you're in control and that I am not. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise. We give you all of the honor and all of the glory. And together we say, amen. Can we give him praise tonight, church? Amen. What a wonderful time in worship tonight, church. God is here. At church, what an honor it is to worship with you as we're still standing and in awe of what the Lord is able to do. Can we just gather with one another and greet one another in his name? Amen. Good evening, church family. How are we doing tonight? How are we feeling? What a powerful and beautiful name, the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, church, as you start to make way back to your seats, I just want to welcome you guys. Thank you for joining us on our Wednesday night service uh, right in the middle of the week. Um, Before we get started, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but is anyone visiting our church for the very first time tonight? Hey, man, welcome, guys. I see you guys in the back. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for finding us. And if you're joining uh, online with us for the first time, thank you for finding us. And we're so glad that you're able to, to tune in on this message tonight. Well, church, before we get started, we just have a couple of announcements for you. Um, as we've been kind of talking about it for, I think, just for a week already, tomorrow is National Day of Prayer. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. National, which means international across the entire country. The entire country, congregations across the country are going to be getting together tomorrow and praying for their cities, their communities, their states, and most importantly, the nation, the, the United States, and of course, the entire world. That is taking place tomorrow. Here in New Mexico, Albuquerque, that's going to be taking place at downtown Civic Plaza. Excuse me. It's going to start at 1130. They're going to start at 1130 tomorrow at Civic Plaza with worship. Um, Pastor Mike is going to be there, and he's going to be partnering with other worship uh, leaders across the state, and they're going to lead the state. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Leading the state in worship, uh, beginning worship at 11.30, and then at 12 o'clock is going to, uh, they're going to start the prayer. Uh, and they're going to be praying for all kinds of things. Uh, everything that the world, that our country is facing right now, uh, they're going to be praying for education, the public school education, all education across the U.S. Um, they're going to be praying for families. They're going to be praying for the community. They're going to be praying for state leaders, uh, your governors and, every, and everything else, our state leaders, other congregations, and they're going to be praying for our international, our United States leaders as well because they need prayer. Every, uh, the, the word of God says to pray for your leaders, and we are going to take part of that. We're going to be praying for the world as well. So there's going to be so much that they're going to pray about. We hope that you can make it tomorrow and be a part of that. Be part of praying for our world, our state. Uh, Like I said, it's going to be starting at 1130 with worship, uh, starting at 12 o'clock with prayer, and then they'll be wrapping up at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That's taking place tomorrow. And then camp. Camp is coming up. We've been talking about it for a very long time now. It's coming up at the end of the month, but before we send those kids off for an amazing experience, there's going to be a mandatory parent meeting this coming Sunday following the second service. So parents, guardians, if you you have any kids that you are sending to camp, it is very crucial that you make it to this meeting this coming Sunday following second service. They're there, Pastor uh, David and... Pastor Michael are going to be there to answer your questions that you probably have built up for a long time, Uh, kind of tell you what to expect uh, when you come and drop them off and when you pick them up, and all kinds of sorts of things. It's so very important that you make it to that meeting. Uh, So be there following the second service this coming Sunday for that parent meeting. And church, there's so many other things going on monthly that we do here at New Beginnings Church, like Sisterhood Potluck our uh, food distributions, the men's breakfast, and everything else that we do monthly, you can find on our website at NBCABQ.com. And there's a list in there. You could click on it, and it'll bring you up all of the upcoming and upcoming events that we're doing. Um, and that's about it. Church, thank you for continuing to be good stewards of the Lord with your tithing and your giving. Because of that, we are able to do so much here, like camp, We're able to do VBS, which is also coming up this summer. We're able to support missionaries and other ministries that come out of this church, and that's because of you and your faithful giving. So thank you for that. If you want to do that today, you can do text to give. You can do it on our website, nbcabq.com slash give. You could do it through our app, the NBCABQ app, or we have envelopes outside as well. Um, So thank you again. Thank you for being here. And without further ado, I'll stop talking now. Let's welcome Pastor Richard to the pulpit.
show off. Thank you, AJ. They told me to try to walk without my cane, so I'm getting stronger, guys. Thank you all. Thank you, George. You're welcome. For making sure I don't fall. I appreciate that. Guys, uh, our young people go on school break here in like uh, at the end of the month. So, Lord, we pray blessing over all those graduating, and we pray blessing over the kids that they have an amazing summer without trouble or problems. And Lord, we pray this in Christ's name, amen. Young people, you're dismissed to go to your class. God bless you guys. I uh, started this series that I'm calling What I Really Need, What We Really Need. And what I wanna talk about today is what we really need is understanding. Have you found that people don't listen very well? I just finished saying, have you noticed people don't listen very well? <laughs> but all kidding aside, we, we don't listen very well, and then we don't understand, and then people get fired because they don't pay attention at work. People get in trouble at school because they don't pay attention to their teachers. People get in trouble because they don't listen to instructions and they don't understand them sometimes. And misunderstandings happen because literally someone wasn't, they were only halfway listening. They weren't listening completely and next thing you know it creates this real dilemma. And in the book of James chapter one, verse 19, the brother of Jesus writes and he says, understand this my dear brothers and sisters, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. God, help us to really be able to live that verse out in our everyday life. I pray in Christ's name, amen. So what I want to help us try to do today is learn how to be better listeners, to really be able to be understood, to really be able to understand to really be able to communicate and have a conversation where people aren't saying to you, you're not even listening to me. You didn't even hear a word I said. I didn't say that. Have you ever been accused of that? Don't raise your hand, please, okay? <laughs> and don't point someone out. But I wanna talk about some listening skills so that we could better understand each other. And I'm gonna share nine ways to improve your listening skills. And the first one is, don't be biased by first impressions. Don't be biased by first impressions. What I mean by that is, we have a tendency to judge people. And the Bible says, don't judge people, but we still judge people. The Bible says, judge not, least you be judged. And yet, we judge. We judge. We see people, and immediately, just upon seeing them, we come up with a conclusion in our head of what they must be. There's a friend of mine, he's a fellow pastor, and uh, he has his doctorate. He's got his doctorate in, in uh, he, he's an engineer, and he got his doctorate in, in uh, nature. He worked for the forestry department for many years and retired. But to see this guy, he's just a plain everyday guy that wears T-shirts and jeans and cowboy boots, and, and people look at him, and they kind of come up with this notion like, Man, does this guy even know what he's 
What's going on around him? Does this guy even have a clue? And then he opens his mouth and, oh my gosh, this guy is like very, very educated. But people have a bias. So sometimes they won't even want to listen to him because they've already come to the conclusion that this guy doesn't probably know very much because he also speaks with a pretty strong accent. And I saw a movie one time that said, I might speak with an accent, but I don't think with one. And that is so true. And see, we've got to understand that we can't let first impressions guide us because first impressions can be very wrong. In the book of John, chapter 7, verse 24, it says, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. In other words, look a lot deeper. Don't just come to this quick conclusion, but really look deep into someone's life, into their heart, because when you sit there and visit with them, you can really hear where they're coming from, and you go, oh, my goodness. That's why I try to pray with people when we're going to talk. I go, let us hear each other's heart, not just words, because words sometimes could come out of your mouth, and you go, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Well, why did it come out of your mouth? You must have meant it. No, I didn't. I just, I, I was looking for that word. So try your hardest not to be biased by your first impression. A second thing is become less self-centered. Have you noticed how self-centered we can be? It's really amazing. Do you know that the number one selling department of a department store and a mall is the cosmetic department? because people want to look good. And not just women buy cosmetics. There's men that now touch up and they hide their wrinkle and get, get a shot for Botox and make sure they, they... And so that's why some people are just walking around like this. And it's like, it's like man, you don't even wink. I, I can't, I can't. Man, you don't have any wrinkles. No, I, 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 I can't even talk, you know. But... but that's messed up. I'm sorry. If, 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 if that's you, I'm not talking about you. I was talking about somebody else, okay? But, but we are so self-centered. What do I look like? What do I look like? If, if you're walking and, and there happens to be windows and you happen to look at your window and you see your reflection, what do you do? Orale, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we're, and, and, have you ever tried to talk to somebody and all they ever talk about is them? And you're like, well, and they ask you a question. They go, so what's your name and what do you do? And you go, my name is Richard, and they take off. Well, okay, I'm tired of listening to you. I barely said my first name. I didn't even say what I do. I don't really want to know because I want you to know what I do because life is all about me. I'm glad you don't know anybody like that, but I've met a few people like that, that they're so self-centered. And when you become so self-centered, you miss what's going on around you. You fail to see the things that are happening right in front of your face. Sometimes, literally, you miss it altogether. It could be the person that you're married to people that you live with in your household, and you miss it. You miss their pain. You miss their hurt. 
I tell people that have a beautiful smile, I say this to men and women. I go, man, you have a beautiful smile, but you can't fake it because you smile more with your eyes than your mouth. And you can show us all the teeth you want, but your eyes are so showing, I'm mad, but I'm going to act like I'm happy. <laughs> you know, it's like, hoy carambas, man, that's kind of scary. But why? Because they're, they're focused so much on them, and they, they don't know how to express their true inner feeling. And Paul, the apostle, writes in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, he says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. He goes, look, it's, oh, there's nothing wrong with focusing on you. The Bible says in, in, in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 3, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. So it's, there's nothing wrong with thinking highly of yourself. There's nothing wrong with saying, man, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm one of the best carpenters in this city. But if you're not the best, don't say I'm the best. Say, you know, I'm one of the best. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. If you're one of the best cooks in the city, if you are the best cook, say I'm the best cook in the city. I can prove it. I've entered contests and beat everybody. Or, well, I'm one of the best. I'm, I'm ranked in the top five or whatever. See, there's nothing wrong with saying who you are and what you do and you're good at it. But it says don't go overboard. See, you've got to focus not just on you, but focus on others. See their gifting. See their anointing. See their calling. See their, their talent. And then bring it out. And that way you could hear a lot better because you realize, wow, I'm not going to judge somebody right away. And I did, so I'm going to quit focusing on me because sometimes when we meet somebody, we want to see if we're better than them. Like, oh, I can speak better than them. I'm more educated than them. I'm more talented than them. So that means I'm better than them. <laughs> that is not the truth, guys. And that's why it's so important that you 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 don't make this quick, rash judgment, and, and then you don't just focus on yourself. And the third thing, if you're really going to be a good listener and come to an understanding, is you've got to withhold your thoughts and judgments in the beginning. Don't come to a conclusion immediately. Some people just immediately say something. There's this guy that I know that is a very wealthy man, a business owner, owns several businesses, and, and uh, there's nothing fancy about his dress. Very honestly, I don't even know if he wears a watch. And one time he had gone to this office, he was supposed to go see an attorney, and his, his attorney called him, and he walked in there and he says, hi, I'm, I'm here to see so-and-so. And they go... Are you sure you even, you have an appointment? Yes, I, I, I do. Well, just have a seat and we'll get to you when we get to you. And he was just dressed in a T-shirt and jeans, tennis shoes. And he was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, the attorney 
another customer came and went in and the attorney walked him out. And when he walked him out, he says, oh my goodness, Mr. And he goes, they didn't tell me you were here. Come in, please come in. And the secretary was like, wow, you mean to tell me that he really is somebody? You mean to tell me he really has value? You mean to tell you, tell me that the attorney respects him that much? And man, they put her in her place and she learned a hard lesson that day because this man could make circles around her financially, educationally, and yet she had come to this judgment and she treated him like that. Don't do that. Don't look at somebody and go, oh, brother, what do they want? Oh, they're going to waste my time. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's been blessings upon blessings that take place because someone takes time to help someone in need. Yeah. You see, withhold your thoughts and judgments. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 13, it says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. So don't just spout it out right away. Slow down. Think about what's going on. Think about what's happening. Another thing, if you really want to be understood and you want to understand and you want to be a good listener, is stay calm. Stay calm. Especially if someone's just rattling and they're going 100 miles an hour and don't join them. Be the one that helps calm them down. Some people can make a mountain out of a molehill. They make everything dramatic. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, what happened? And they go, I didn't know you were going to be here. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like somebody called me today, and I go, hello. It's Pastor Richard. And there was just a, a silence. And I said, Hello. Oh, you mean this is really you? It's not your answering machine? I go, I almost never leave a phone ringing. I'm that guy that answers phones. I answer even the one that says spam on it. <laughs> I really do. My wife goes, why do you answer those? Sometimes it's my doctor's office. I don't know. I, I answer every call because I don't know who's calling me. I don't know what they need. If they want to sell me something, I go, oh, you know what? No, thank you, but thank you. God bless you. Please take me off the registry of your 10,000 numbers that you call from. Bye. <laughs> but stay calm. Some people get all excited. It's the end of the world. No, it's not. The end of the world is the end of the world. Everything else, it might feel like it's ending, but it didn't. How many times have you been running around, oh, this is the end of the world, oh my gosh, and here you are. <laughs> Some people might even say, shucks. No, 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 no. <laughs> but are you with me? You, you thought it was this, oh, this horrible moment, and, but you need to try to stay calm. Don't get everyone riled up around you. Some of you have a gift to get everyone all shook up. I always tell people they have a spoon ministry. 
I go, wherever you go, you take out your spoon, you stir everything up, and then you go, my job is done. And I, my goodness gracious, you all know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, it's probably because you are that person. See, the book of Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11 says this, sensible people control their temper. In other words, they don't get all crazy. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. So you remember the word chillax? Chill out, relax, chillax, man, chillax. And that's what we need to do to help people calm down, help people process, help people listen, and help people be heard. Look what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. It says, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. In other words, stay calm. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry that God has given you. So he's saying, stay focused. Stay focused on the things you're supposed to be doing. Stay focused on the things that are happening in front of you. Stay focused on the things that you're supposed to do, not someone else. Because you know what? Sometimes we don't stay in our lane. You start seeing over there and you jump over there and you start, let me help you, let me take over. And you start taking over other people's stuff and you leave wounded people and now they're all mad at you and they're saying, why did you butt in? I didn't, I was trying to help. Well, no one asked you to help. But because you're that control person that has to do everything, you just jump right in instead of asking, hey, may I help you here? I'd love to help you. See, stay calm and you won't ruffle feathers. Stay calm and you won't get everyone all excited and all freaked out. Stay calm and you won't upend anyone. But stay calm. The fifth thing we need to do is listen with empathy. Empathy, that's feeling. That's feeling their pain. That's getting into their skin. That's getting into their story. That's listening in their shoes. You are now experiencing, you're feeling what they're going through. Because there's nothing worse of telling someone the pain you're going through and they just go, yeah, yeah, are you done? And they're ready to blow a bubble with their gum that they've been chewing. And you're like, man. See, there's empathetic listeners. There's empathetic listeners, people that really listen and they hear your pain and they help, even, help you even process your pain. And you go, God, just the way you listened, it helped me. I feel better, and you didn't say anything, but they know you really listened because they could see that your emotions were connected. They saw you maybe even cheer up, or they saw you really get sad, or they saw you really get happy, and they feel, wow. Sometimes people are looking for advice listeners, but some people are advice listeners even if they're not looking for advice. See, we say stuff like, I'm going to tell you this for your own good. Well, maybe they don't want to hear it. They didn't ask you. 
So that's why sometimes I say, look, and then we'll say stuff like this. I'm just going to give you constructive criticism. Criticism is criticism. Give them constructive advice. Help them with whatever they might be going through. Sometimes I've even said, hey, guys, you know what? I'm going to offer you some unsolicited advice. You didn't ask me, but I'm seeing the situation in front of me, and you know what? I've been hearing your pain. I've been hearing your frustration. I've been hearing what you guys are going through. I see your disappointment. I see everything that's happening. So let me tell you something. Because I've gone through something like this in the past, let me tell you the conclusion we came to. And I share with people, and they go, oh, my gosh, thank you. Because I don't say, look, you know what you need to do? Because sometimes when we're control freaks, we start barking out orders, and people are like, who died and made you boss? So see, be, be an advice listener only if they're asking for advice. Sometimes I won't even say anything. I listen, and I say, man, I'm really sorry you're going through that. Let me pray with you, but they, they'll say, well, don't you want, aren't you going to give me any advice? I go, well, do you want me to? I didn't know you asked me. Because I, I used to be like that with my wife, man. I was always fixing her problems. And she had already fixed them. She was just needing someone to vent with. And I'd go, well, you ought to do this and this and this. And she goes, Richard, I already did all that. I already ended the problem. The problem's been solved. I just needed you to vent with because you're my husband and I wanted to pour myself out. And so now, you know what? When she opens up and she starts pouring out and pouring out, I just go, wow. I don't just sit there and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you done? Mm-hmm. No, I truly listen. And I'll say, like, man, I'm sorry you had that kind of day. I'm sorry that you went through that. I'm sorry that that took place. And sometimes she'll go, aren't you going to give me some advice? I go, do you want some? And she goes, yes. And then I go, because <laughs> I was thinking of all this stuff I can say. <laughs> so when she doesn't say yes, I just sit there like, wow, I had so much to say. <laughs> sometimes you need to be an asking for information listener. You're listening because you're asking for information. And you need to listen because someone is giving you information. And if you don't take down the information right, guess what? You could create a mess. Haven't you ever played that game telephone or telegram? And you get in a circle and you tell a story. And you whisper it into the guy next to you ear. And then they whisper it, whisper it. And it goes all the way around. And by the time it finally comes to the person that said it, oh, my gosh, there are all kinds of renditions to it. Because people halfway listen, so they kind of throw in whatever they thought they heard or what they think ought to happen instead. And it's a mess. But that happens in everyday life because people are, are not listening when they are asking for information. That's why aren't you glad you have Siri or Google advice or whatever it is? My wife has an Android phone, so she goes, Google? And Google says, 
yes, ma'am, what do you need? And then she says whatever she needs. I have Siri, so I go, hey, Siri, give me driving directions too, and I tell her what I want. And I love that app, GPS. And I told my family the other day, man, we've had GPS before all this technology came. It was called God's Protective Services. He's been watching over us, and he's been guiding us, and he's been leading us, and he's been instructing us. And man, but ask a question. Make sure you're listening for the answer. Because sometimes there's nothing more frustrating than you say it, and then they go, hey, by the way, by the way, tomorrow is National Day of Prayer at Civic Plaza downtown. Starts at 1130 to 1 o'clock. Then, what do you say? There's a party downtown? <laughs> what did he say? May the fourth be with you? Is that a Cinco de Mayo party? What, what was he? What did Pastor say? I said I'm preaching on not being understood and listening. But are you with me? We do stuff like that. They're giving us information. You could be in a meeting. Maybe you're a meeting at your work. They're giving out the orders for the day. But instead of listening, you're there on your phone. What's up? What are we going to have for lunch? Well, I don't know. You want to go to get some all-sup burritos and chimichangas? <laughs> oh, there won't be any all-sups where we're working. Oh, what a drag. Wait, what did he tell us? Where are we going? Yeah, did you get that? Yeah, boss, I got it. Then you, what did they say? What did they say? Thank God none of you have ever done that. Thank God that's never happened to you, Pastor Chris. (laughs) I pick on Pastor Chris and I tell him, dude, I can't believe you still have your hair because he hasn't pulled it all out yet. Tomas has. <laughs> no reflection that he's working with all women, but hey. I'm joking. Calm down. Oh, you all heard that, didn't you? You didn't hear anything else I've said tonight, but you heard that. And then there's... Critics response listener. Someone, I don't know if someone's ever asked you straight up, hey, I need a critical assessment of me. I'm going to preach. I'm going to teach. I'm going to give a speech. I'm going to dress for this occasion. Come on, be honest with me. Tell me the truth. How do I look? How did I sound? How did I do? What did I And they're they're listening not in a negative critical attitude, but an attitude of critiquing you to make you even better, to lift you higher. So you gotta listen with empathy. Then the sixth thing, if we're gonna really be wanting to understand. Be an active listener. 
an active listener. In other words, you're hearing it, you're processing it, you're, you're, you're saying, okay, if you're at a meeting and you're brainstorming, man, you, you got your, your, your creative juices flowing and you're writing down and you're going, yeah, and you're listening and you're taking it in, but you're going, you know what, this is good and I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. And, and man, I was thinking, man, when you said that, it triggered this on me, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? And wouldn't it be cool if we did that? Because now you're an active listener. You're listening to what you did, and you're processing it, and you're, you're flowing, and you're going, and you're doing something about it. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 20, verse 5, it says, Though good advice lies deep within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. See, sometimes when you're talking to someone and they, they blurt something out, if you're an active listener, you're, you're helping them get it out completely. Sometimes you could see that somebody in the room doesn't quite understand either what you said or what someone else says. And you go, hey, wait, wait, wait. Okay, is, is this what you're saying? Is this what you're, you're, you're trying to process? Because see, when you're actively listening, you're engaged in the conversation and, and you're, you're talking about what they said and what at least you heard and what you understood. And that way you're processing it out. And that way they're going, man, you're a good listener. You really do amazing things. There's a funeral director in our church. His name is Ray Baldonado. And he does these very special little things that he goes extra on. Like, I'll never forget when Cindy's stepfather died. He used to be a greeter at the church, at the, at the other church. And then he lost a leg and they had amputated a leg. So he used to sit down and he was on the security team with a walkie-talkie, and from where he sat, he could see everything going on, and he could alert anyone that needed to be alerted. And, and he always had about six donuts on his table, and I would tell him, John, you're not supposed to be eating donuts. He goes, they're not for me. They're for the little kids. And sure enough, the little kids would come, hey, John, hi, and he'd give them a donut. And he was known as the donut man. No, that's what the kids would call him. I'm going to get a donut for the donut man. And so we told that story. So at the funeral, at the very end, Ray says, I'd like to give all the family something. <laughs> and he opens up this box. And he brings a box of donuts. And he served the family donuts. And they were like so impacted, like, Wow, you were really listening in that meeting a week ago when we planned this out. And it was this active listening that Ray is really good at. And when he puts together a funeral for families, he honors them with such dignity. And we love Ray. And I recommend Ray to a lot of people because he's an active listener. Another thing that we need to do if you're going to listen well is paraphrase what you've heard. In other words, say it back. Okay, let me just make sure I understood what you just said. 
this is what I'm hearing you tell me. I, am I right? And sometimes they go, no, I didn't say that, did I? No, this is what I meant. Or, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. That's what I need. Thank you. Because you know what? They, they get it. In, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, Jesus says, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then later, Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and, the, and with the others who were gathered around, and they asked them what the parables meant because he used to speak in parables. And, and they're going, okay, tell us exactly what you mean. I, I, we, and, and so he would tell a story, and then he goes, do you get it? And they'd go, oh, now we get it. Wow. Haven't you ever been enlightened when you took time to ask, and you said, this is what I understood. Is that what you meant? And they go, no, I meant this. And you're like, wow, I get it. Or there's times that you go, this is what I heard you say. Is that what you meant? They go, exactly. And you go, yeah, I got it. So it's good to talk back. And and, and then the eighth thing, if you're going to be a good listener and understand, recognize the healing power of a listening ear. If you really understand what a listening ear can do, it brings healing to people because you hear their problem, you hear their pain, you hear their struggle, you hear their situation, you even hear their victory, you hear their their celebration, and then you repeat it and you go, man, I'm so proud of you. And you go, man, you heard you. Oh, man, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even know I said that. Well, you didn't say it, but I could hear your pain. And they hear that. In the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, he says, confess your sins to each other. In other words, people will tell you their situation. It says, pray for each other so that they may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And I'm bringing you to the very last thing. If we're really going to be good listeners and we're going to come to really understand and be understood, do something about what you hear. Don't just go, oh, that's horrible, and you walk away. At least pray with them, hug them. Say, man, I'm sorry that you're going through that. Here, let me give you a hug. I'm sorry that you've gone through so much pain in your life. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and we were visiting, and I I reminded her of, of, of the saying that says, hurt people hurt people because someone really hurt her real bad. And I go, look, that lady is carrying a lot of hurt. And then I told her what Pastor Chris said. I go, hurt people hurt people, but Chris said, and healed people heal people. And it's, that's how we heal, by having the listening ear. Because you do something about it. You hear their pain and you minister. You hear their pain and you do something. You don't just sit there and listen. In James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. So it's so important that we really try our hardest to exercise these listening techniques to hear someone's heart, to hear their pain, to live out James 1.19. Understand this, you must be quick to listen, 
listen deep, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I'm going to stay calm. I'm not going to judge right away. I'm not going to be self-centered. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I'm going to let them finish. I'm going to hear them out. I'm going to listen, and I'm going to pray with them. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to speak life into them. I'm going to let them know that, you know what? This is what we need to do. And there's a lot of broken people. There's a lot of broken people in this room. There's a lot of broken people that are watching online. There's going to be some people that will see this broadcast later, and they're going, oh, my gosh, I don't have anyone that listens. And some are going to say, my gosh, I wish I would have heard this earlier because I haven't been a listener and I want to be a listener because by not listening, I've created a lot of drama in my household. I haven't heard my children when they're crying out to me. I haven't heard my spouse when they're pouring out to me. I haven't heard my siblings when they're crying out to me. I haven't heard the people I work with and go to school and and do life with because I've just been so absorbed in my own life that I didn't hear theirs. So tonight, I'm hoping that you do something about it. Tonight, I'm hoping that you, first of all, admit that you're in a situation and a a place in your life that you're saying, "I, I really need to make this right. I really need to be a better listener. I want to be a better husband, a better father, a better brother. I want to be a better son. I want to be a better wife, a better mother, a better sister, a better daughter. I want to be a better friend, a better coworker, a better boss. I want to be able to listen. I want to be able to feel. I want to be able to not jump to conclusions and to really come into the presence of those people with God and try to find healing. So I don't know where you stand right now. I don't even know where you stand with God. Maybe you're not even a follower of Christ. You've never prayed to receive him as Savior and Lord, and you want to do that tonight. Raise your hand and say, Pastor, I, I really have been wanting to become a Christian, and here I am now. Would you pray for me? Anyone here tonight? I'd love to pray with you. Does that mean somebody raised their hand? I didn't, I didn't see them. I, I just want you to stand with me. All of you, would you stand? And if you did pray to receive Christ, come up front and I'll pray with you. But I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that you will come to peace with yourself on what God is saying to you tonight, to be a better listener, on what steps you need to take on who you need to forgive because they haven't been good listeners and you've become angry and bitter at them. What is it God's speaking to you tonight? Would you address it? Would you bring it to the altar? Would you seek him out and say, God, would you help me? Let's just seek out God. Amen. Continue to worship the Lord tonight, amen, church, for his goodness. Come on and sing.
So you didn't want it. Didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. Oh, right here. Come on. My sin was great, your love was greater. One could separate us now. What a wonderful name. It Come on. Sing. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is, nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. Tonight, as you stand where you are, you're watching from home, and the Lord has touched your heart tonight with His Word through Pastor Richard. We lift up His praise, and the Lord is doing a work right now. And though you might not have come forward to this altar right where you're standing, you can make that place your altar. And you can stand before God right now where you're at. Come before and ask for Him for your repentance. You can ask for Him right now in your time of need. Bow your head and pray. And if you choose not to, that's okay. But we're going to continue to worship Him tonight. Come on and sing together. Come on. Death could not hold you. Come on, say. Death could not Come on. You're either praying or you're going to worship. Because that's what he is here for tonight. Come on. And if you need prayer, I want to invite you forward right now. We have prayer partners that are ready to come before. Make your way forward if you need prayer here tonight. If the Lord is touching your heart, you want to make your way forward. Come on, we have people to pray with you. Come on. Come on, you have. You have no rival. You have no equal. And for your prayer partner, I need you to make your way up and start praying with some of these people making their way up. Yours is the kingdom. Come on. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name. Jesus Christ, my King. Allow the Lord to do His work here tonight. Come on. Nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Have no right. Come on. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Come on. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. What a wonderful name it is. What a powerful name. Come on, you say, the name. 
so good in the church in the way that he moves in that specific need that you have I know he's touched your heart here tonight and so church I want to invite you that if he touched your heart tonight and he is and you've made a decision to either rededicate your life or dedicate your life for the first time there's a form that I want you to fill out I want you to connect with us we want to stay connected with you and walk this road with you, this road uh, of salvation, this relationship that you have with Christ. We want to walk that road with you because I have news for you, church. You're not doing this alone. You're not doing this alone. You're not doing this alone. Amen? So I want to invite you, church, to connect with us. Fill out our connection card. Fill out our prayer, prayer request. If you have a prayer, we want to pray with you. There's power in numbers. Can we agree that there are power in numbers? And when you and I get together and we pray, let's pray together. Let's stand side by side and pray together. And fill out that prayer, prayer request card. And we want to pray with you, church. And matter of fact, in speaking of prayer, don't forget that tomorrow is a National Day of Prayer. We want you to join us downtown at National Day of Prayer, downtown Civic Plaza, starting at 1130. It would be amazing for you guys to join us. And guess what? Take your neighbors with you. Take somebody that you want to bless with a beautiful message by Pastor Skip Heisig. Wonderful time of worship. And of course, we're going to stand at the foot of City Hall where we need it the most. Amen? Where we need it the most. Where they need to hear that word. That enduring word of God. They need to hear that. And they need the prayer. Amen? So join us tomorrow. And I hope to see you here on Sunday. Let's dismiss in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the work done here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the transformation, Lord, uh, transformations, Lord, happening here tonight. Lord, thank you for your word. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that, Lord, we uh, walk out, not the same that we walked in, Lord, that the seeds that were planted here tonight continue to be watered, Lord, by us, by ourselves, Lord, that we would surround ourselves, Lord, that from this moment, moving forward, Lord, we would choose, Lord, to continue to, to surround ourselves with people, Lord, that would water that seed, Lord, that you have planted here tonight, that seed of salvation, that seed of transformation, of re one of revival. Heavenly Father, and we thank you for that, Lord, here tonight, and for this wonderful time of worship, Lord, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Church, we hope to see you on Sunday. We love you, church. God bless you. We'll see you then.